Hey, good morning. Happy Father's Day. Welcome to Cultivate Church Online. We're so glad you're here. If you're our guest with us today, we're honored you're spending your day with us. Worship's going to be incredible. We have a relevant word. Can't wait to share it with you. But let's stand up together, turn up the volume, and let's worship Jesus. Good morning, Cultivate Church. I am so glad that you're tuned in to church online today. I'm excited about you tuning in, and I want you to know that I am missing you. Uh, we've opened up both of our campuses, alive and in person. We are socially distanced, and we are safe, and so I'm excited to see you when you can get back to church in person. Those of you who are watching online for the very first time, maybe you're our guest today, it's such an honor that you would spend your time with us here at Church Online, and we hope that you're empowered and encouraged today after you leave this moment with us. I'm excited about weeks ahead. July the 12th is going to be a big day around here at Cultivate Church. We are reopening all of our children's ministry. Cultivate Kids is going to be back to full force in safe uh, and fun ways, of course, but we want you to know that our kids' ministry is going to be back. And better than ever, we're excited to open that back up. And we're also starting small groups on July the 12th. There are going to be groups that are going to meet in person, in small group environments. There are going to be people who are going to meet online in socially distanced environments and wherever you fit in any of that we just want you to know we're excited about the summer it's going to be a fun time around here as it always is and then I want to say especially to all of our dads who are watching today happy Father's Day we love our dads and I know some of you are watching and suddenly fear just rose up inside of you mom kids because you realize I didn't remember it was Father's Day well you've got about 30 minutes dear during our time together to get a plan together so that when church online is over, you can celebrate Father's Day today. But dads, we love you. Thank you for spending your morning with us here at Cultivate Church. And I'm excited today. We're in week three of our series that we have called Proverbial. And in this series, we are discovering what the Bible teaches out of the book of Proverbs. This is one of my favorite series this year because I love the book of Proverbs. I just love good practical wisdom. And that's really what the book of Proverbs is all about. And as I look around at our culture and the world around us, I can't think of a better time to receive from the book of Proverbs than right now. And as your key verse right there at the top of your outline, your link is there if you're watching online, you can download today's message notes. It's Proverbs 1 and 3, our key verse of scripture for the month that says this, their purpose, the Proverbs, is to teach people to live disciplined and successful successful lives. I love something that'll give me a little inside glimpse, a little inside knowledge to be both disciplined and successful. Discipline is the key ingredient that allows us to be successful so that we will do what is right, what is just, and what is fair. I can't think of any time in my life, in the history around us, that we need people doing what is right, what is just, and what is fair. So I'm excited as we've been taking proverbial statements, famous statements that maybe you have said, maybe you have heard. I've heard many of these all of my life growing up. In week one, we talked about the statement, a rolling stone gathers no moss. Last week, we talked about a rising tide lifts all boats. And today, I've titled your message, Actions speak louder than 
words. Now, I've heard many people, as we've begun this series, said, I was wondering when we would get to this topic, when we would get to this proverbial statement. It's a famous statement. Maybe you've heard it said in many different ways. As a matter of fact, it's one of the most popular proverbial statements, and there are so many different ways to say it. Maybe you've heard it this way, talk is cheap. I've heard that said many times. Don't tell me, show me. Don't just tell me about it. Don't just tell me what you're going to do. Don't tell me that you're going to come through for me. Show me. Just do it. Put your money where your mouth is. That's a very, very popular one. And then I love this one. I don't know that I fully understand it. The proof is in the pudding. Maybe it's because I'm not much of a pudding fan, but the proof is in the pudding. There's so many different ways to say actions speak louder than words. I mentioned it just a moment ago. Just do it. Nike coined that phrase that helped them sell lots of merchandise over the years. Just do it. Don't talk about it. Get out there. Get in the game. Take some action. Now, I understand the Bible speaks a lot about the words that we say. As a matter of fact, the Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. We can shape an entire environment by what we say. The words that we speak can actually, it can actually get the devil removed from us when we speak the name of Jesus. It says that the devil and the demons, they all must flee. When we speak words out of our mouth, it builds faith between us and God. God loves the praises of our mouth as we speak it to him. But as important as our words, the Bible also says not just to be a hearer of the word, but to be a doer. It's not just about what I know. It's not about what I understand. It's not about just what I can say. It's not about what I hear. It is about what I do. So there is importance in what we are doing. As a matter of fact, as we communicate our lives to people, as we communicate the gospel of what Jesus has done in me so that it can move through me to impact the lives of others, much of it comes by what we do rather than what we say. Professionals actually have a rule of communication that they call the 738-55 rule. Now, although this doesn't apply to every circumstance, it does cover many. And here's what this rule says, that 7% of our communication is verbal. Only 7% of the communication that I'm doing with you today is verbal because 38% is coming with a voice tone. Now, my wife, I don't know, men, maybe you're here with me. Uh, it, my wife says sometimes it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. That's right. He, she says something about this, the tone of your voice. You've just got this tone. Now, my wife and I have been married for 11 and a half years, and I've yet to crack the code of what it means about my tone. So sometimes I just think I should be like, yes, dear, yes, dear, yes, dear, yes, dear. You know what I'm like? I'm, how do I say it? Like, what am I supposed to say? Because in my communication, only 7% is verbal, 38% is in my tone, and 55% is with our actions. As a matter of fact, uh, former FBI negotiator Chris Voss, he was the lead negotiator for the FBI. He actually says that 
what we communicate is for, uh, by our body language is far more important than what we communicate with our words. He used this very rule that when he would be negotiating with people, when he would be trying to gather or draw information out of them, he would take 7% of their, of their words, 38% of the tone of voice, and 55% of their action. He would study their body language. So today as we're communicating, I want you to know that we can say a lot, but as much as we say, people are watching what we do. And so today, I, I want to discover and study through the book of Proverbs, through this proverbial statement that actions speak louder than words, exactly what is it that you and I can do to live our life on purpose in such a way that people can see a difference inside of us so that our lives literally make a difference in the lives of people all around us so that my actions speak louder than my words. So Father, today, as we join together to study the word, Father, to be challenged and to be changed by the word that you bring us, I pray that today uh, we would hear your word and we would have you speak it to us, God. Open our ears that we hear what you're saying, our mind that we understand it, and our heart that we retain it so that we're not only hearers of this word, but we are doers. We want to live it out so that our actions speak louder than our words. Father, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So grab your outline, take some notes with me today. Let's talk about acting loud. And the first thing that I have on your outline is this. My actions bring authentication. My actions bring authentication. That word authentication is meaning to gain access or to have the right into something. You know, when I can remember growing up as a kid, watching movies from the 80s and 90s, especially the 90s, there seemed to be something about a fascination with the future. What would the year 2000 be? What would the year 2020 be? You know, I remember all those movies had us in flying cars at this point. I'm really disappointed that we're not flying in cars around us, but we have a lot of incredible technology at our fingertips that back then seemed so far out there. I mean, like, that could never happen in our lifetime. I can remember watching movies and they would use you know, fingerprint scanners to gain access to a computer or access into a room. They would scan their eyeballs, and I thought, man, that is just so cool because I love technology. And then today, at the first iPhone, you had the the number pad, your four-digit code that you would put in the phone, and then you would swipe to enter. I would love that. That was so cool. And then we got our fingerprint scanners on our phones, and now we have facial recognition. They scan our eyeball. They scan our entire face to give us access into something that you cannot have without proper authentication. Every one of us have the same process in our technology. But if you take my device and you try to authenticate yourself into my device, you cannot gain access because you cannot be proven. But when I go to my device and I authenticate my face or I authenticate my fingerprint, I have access directly into my device because I have proven myself. The Bible teaches us that there is an, there is an authentication process in the way that we live that not only authenticates my genuine relationship with God, but also my relationship with people around us. And it's based on the actions of my life. Look at it with me in Proverbs 21 and 3. Notice this. 
The Lord is more pleased when we do what is right and just than when we offer him sacrifices. Think about how powerful that is, that God is more pleased by what I do when it's right than by what I offer. I think in our culture, we're used to just offering something. If I can just give you some money and let you take care of yourself. If we can just offer our kids something to watch on TV, they'll take care of themselves. I think sometimes we treat God in the same vein. That if I offer him an hour on a Sunday, then God will be pleased. If I can offer God just a little bit of my income to say that I gave to the church, then then God will be pleased with that. Maybe if I'll do some good for somebody, if if I'll help somebody on the the street that needs a little help, God will be pleased with that if I offer something up to him. But actually, the Bible says God's more pleased when I do what is right than when I try to offer or say all of these things. Many of us say a lot of stuff. I think right now in our news, there are so many people that are saying so many different things, but it's the actions that people have taken that people are watching. In other words, I know what you said, but this is what you did. And right now, the actions of our life are carrying so much weight. And not only is it that way with God, and it is, but notice in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, it's that way with people. It says, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. No, tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep in your heart. Then you will find what? Favor with God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. How do you get a good reputation with people and favor with God and people? Well, the Bible says you don't let loyalty or kindness leave you. In other words, people will always measure what I say by the things that I do. Never let your actions leave you. What the Bible says, what is true and what is right, well, how do we know what that is? Well, the Bible gives us the absolute truth. The Bible is what leads us. The Bible is what instructs us. And when I never let these things leave me, when I'm doing that to both honor God, I will gain favor with God and with people. There's a story that I read that I thought was really powerful about a homeless woman who showed up to a church and she was asking for help. And she went and she presented her need at this church and and the people were so gracious to talk to her and and they said that they would pray for her. And and after her experience of walking away from that church, she coined or penned these words in this poem. And this is what she said. She said, I was hungry and you formed a humanities group to discuss my hunger. I was imprisoned and you crept off quietly to your chapel and prayed for my release. I was naked, and in your mind, you debated the morality of my appearance. I was sick, and you knelt and thanked God for your health. I was homeless, and you preached to me the spiritual shelter of the love of God. I was lonely, and you left me alone to pray for me. You seem so holy and so close to God, yet I'm still very hungry. I'm very lonely, and I am cold." People measure what I say by what I do. As this woman went asking for physical help with tangible needs, she was met with a spiritual answer. And even though that's important, and even though we need to pray, and even though we need to listen to people, and even though we need to understand, 
But just as she was presenting her need, what she needed was a tangible action that would speak louder than their words. The action is what gives authentication. It makes us authentic. When we say we are believers, when we are following Jesus, it's by what we are doing and the life that we are living that gives authentication and gives us favor with people. It builds our reputation. When I first met my wife and we were kind of in that process of, you know, we, we became really good friends right off the bat. I mean, as soon as we met, it's like we were just best friends. And from that, just a relationship grew that became romantic and led to marriage. And, and in that process, when you're learning someone and you're, you're building trust with that other person, it's a big decision that you're going to marry someone and you're going to devote the rest of your life with that person. And, and I'll never forget one day, Jen, we were not married, and she called me on the phone and it was a number that I did not recognize. And she said, hey, I wanted to give you my new phone number. And I remember saying, why did you get a new phone number? I didn't know that you were going to get one. And she said, well, I'm making some changes. She said, there's some people from my past and my yesterday that I just don't want to associate with, that I'm just bringing a brand new clean slate to my life and I just don't even want them to be able to track me down. So I got a brand new number. Now, she could have said that that was the desire of her heart. She could have said that that was what she was hoping or wishing to happen. She could have said that that was the, the actions that she was taking. But when she called from a new number, the action having already taken place, I knew immediately that she meant what she said because her actions authenticated the words that were coming out of her mouth. And it was in that moment I knew that she was someone that I could trust. She was someone of character and integrity and truth of what she was saying was lived out by what she was doing because her actions spoke louder than words. Church, I want us to know today that our actions, they carry a lot of weight. Our actions are like the preview to a movie. You know, you see a lot of previews to movies and you see the best portions of that movie, I think, compacted into 60 seconds to a minute or two. And, and in that process, you laugh or you get engaged in the story. And many times I've went to see that movie after judging by the preview only to be disappointed. And then there's other times I thought, man, that preview really delivered on this movie. It set it up great. The movie was fantastic. There are people that are watching our lives that don't really know us. They're not involved in our day-to-day -day life. They just know us from afar or a distance. Maybe it's on social media. And the actions that you take are the preview of the movie of your life. And so I would say when people get close to us and they see who we really are and the way that we really live and the decisions that we make, the way we treat our family, the way we treat our spouse, the way we treat our employees or our employer. Our actions need to, they need to deliver on the preview that people have been seeing. If the preview is not good, we need to adjust the preview. It all comes from our actions. You're going to gain favor with people and with God by being authentic and living out in action what the Bible says. So my actions bring authentication. Number two, once you have authentication and you have been proven, my actions bring access as soon as I grab that device and it recognizes me, I have proven myself, I have gained entry or access to something that no one else can have. 
The Bible says that once we are authenticated, our actions have lived out what is true from our mouth, then we gain access to God and to others. Notice this. Proverbs 19 and 6 teaches us this. Many seek the favor of a generous man. I underline that word generous because that's key here. And everyone is a friend to a man who gives. Now, so check this out. It says that many seek the favor of a generous man, someone who's generous, who's going to give you something. They have plenty to go around. They've got plenty of green to share with you. And if you can just get in their graces, if you can just get in their environment, if you can just get close to them, they're going to bless you with something. So that person who is generous, they gain a crowd. They draw people because they're going to be given something away. Now, many of you go, well, that seems superficial. That doesn't seem like the kind of person that I want to be. People are just coming to receive something. But when you have something in the context that God has given to you, and you are able to give that away, we call it our life on purpose, that what God has done for me is to be given away for other people. And the Bible actually teaches us that the more I give to other people, the more God can trust me with more blessing so that I can give more of it away. Your actions give access into the lives of people. And it's all just perspective. It's, it's almost like a restaurant. You know, there are two types of people in a restaurant. There are people who have gone to that restaurant to be served, and there, there, there are those there who have gone to serve. Many of us, we go to a restaurant because you didn't want to cook at home and you didn't want to serve people at your house. You didn't want to set the table. You didn't want to wash the dishes. You just wanted to go sit down, look at a menu and have someone prepare it and serve you. And then there are those who are there who are working hard to make sure that you are taken care of, to make sure that your life is blessed while you are in their presence. Their actions are bringing a blessing to your life. When you are a blessing to other people, you gain access into their life. Now, I want us to be in this world around us. I want to be people who show up to serve. We're not here to be served. We're here to serve. Jesus was the greatest example of that. Jesus said, I come not to be served, but I come to serve. He said, no, look, you're not going to wash my feet. I'm going to kneel and I'm going to wash your feet. Now follow my lead. Don't just say it. You go and you do it. When you have access into the life of a person, it's powerful. But most of us, we naturally do things that benefit ourselves. Many of us say this, I can only please one person today, so it might as well be me. So we choose to put ourselves first. Many of us in selfish thought says, I think of me first, but God says, think of others first. We say, what's in it for me, but God says, what's in it for you? We say, I'll take that, and God says, I'll give that. We say selfishness says someone will, somebody else will, and God says, I will. His frame of reference, his viewpoint, his actions that he would take was always for someone else. When the world is watching us and what we do, not just what you say, they go, oh, well, you go to church on Sunday, well, that's great. Let me watch how you live. Oh, well, you say you're a Christian, well, that's great, but let me watch how you Live When people are watching our action, when they see a genuine representation of who Jesus was, then immediately 
it, it gains access. You are authentic. You've been authenticated. Then you get access into their lives. That's powerful. You get to have conversations that no one else can have. You get to help them in ways that no one else could. Maybe you get an opportunity to pray for them when they would have never accepted prayer before. Maybe they've been hurt by the church. Maybe they've been hurt by God. Maybe they've taken blame and disappointment and they've put it and they framed God for something that he did not do. And maybe your life, by what you did, gaining access into theirs gives an opportunity to be a blessing to someone else. A generous person who gives gains the influence and the environment, the friendship, the people, the crowds of others who will come to receive something that you have to give. And it's your actions that will give it away. The Bible says that when you and I are finished here and when we make it to God, he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. What you did, you served, it's an action. He won't say, well done, you, you learned all that scripture. Well done, you attended church a whole lot. Well done, you knew a lot about the Bible. You were a very religious person. Well done, you drove the speed limit all the time. God's not going to say any of those things. He's going to say, well done, you did as I asked you to do. Well done, good and faithful servant. By our actions, we will gain access into the lives of others. And then number three, I want you to write this down. My actions bring, and this is powerful, they bring agreement. They bring agreement. Because of a process that you followed here, there is so much division right now around us. It's, it's, it's so heartbreaking. There is so much division and discord. We need unity and we need understanding. But unfortunately, when words get in the mix and when actions are taken that, that don't follow up with what God's desire for our life to be, we, we end up in a, in a big mess. And church, we're in a mess right now in our world around us. But the Bible teaches us that our actions brings agreement. Notice this. When a man's ways please the Lord. I want you to underline that statement because that is so incredibly important. It doesn't say when a man's ways pleases everybody else because you'll never do it. You can't please everybody in your household. Even if you live by yourself, you can't please yourself all the time. But when a man's ways pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemies be at what? At peace with him. So what's the solution here? Notice this is powerful. What brings peace to those who are in disagreement? What brings peace to those who are walking in, 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 in problems and hatred and hurt and all of these things? What brings peace? It's when my life, my actions, when my ways pleases the Lord, it makes even my enemies be at peace with him. It brings agreement. The greatest action of all action is the action of pleasing the Lord. What do we do with, the, with everything around? What do we do? We go to the Lord and may my actions and what I do be pleasing to him. 
You think, well, that sounds too good to be true. Pastor, that sounds so simplified and simplistic. But notice, listen, when you are already taking action of pleasing God and reaching people, it authenticates your life. You are not like everybody else. Listen, if we would live an authentic life, living out what this Bible says for us to do, listen to me, there is power in our words. Change the way you talk. Change the four-letter words that you say. Stop talking like everybody else. Stop using that language. Stop doing what everyone else is doing. Don't indulge in all of the things that are harmful to our society. Put it around. Put it away. Don't let it around you. Begin to speak differently and live differently. Speak a different way and let your actions back up what you're saying. It will authenticate your life. You will so easily stand out in this world. All people are looking for is something authentic. You cannot make a difference in the world living like the world. You can't do it. I can't do it. I cannot live like the world and make a difference in the world around me. My actions must be different. It authenticates me. And then it grants me access into the lives of people that I would not ordinarily have. And because of that access and living the actions of God in my life, it brings agreement with people that are around me. What are these actions? What is this agreement? What pleases the Lord? Write this down. This is extra John 14 and 15 just simply says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. That's what Jesus said. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. In other words, you will do what I want you to do. Now, I know what you're thinking. Okay, this is where we get legalistic. This is where we get our list of morality and our list of rules. And should we get the Ten Commandments out? Listen, if we just do what Jesus told us to do and live the way he lived, That's doing what Jesus wants us to do. What are the commandments? Love people. Have grace with people. Have mercy with people. Be forgiving to people. Overlook the the faults and the sin of people. We don't live in sin. We don't embrace sin. But what did Jesus do? Jesus said, yeah, you sinned. Now get up. You're forgiven. And go and sin no more. You'll do better tomorrow. Go and sin no more. But we don't do that. We're cancel culture right now. We're cancel culture. You messed up. You said this, the wrong action. You're canceled. We can't do anything else with you. Jesus never did that. He never did it. Jesus lived in such a way that we found agreement. How do we please the Lord? We live the way Jesus lived. Listen, living like Jesus causes me to lead like Jesus, which in return allows me to leave a legacy like Jesus. When I live like Jesus, I will lead people the way Jesus led people. And I'll leave a legacy in the way that Jesus left a legacy. So you're saying, well, that sounds pretty strong to say, Pastor. You're not Jesus. No, I'm not. But the Bible says that because of the Holy Spirit, we can do even more than what Jesus could do while he was here. Because of the power of the Holy Spirit that has now empowered our lives to do what Jesus has asked us to do. If Jesus is in you, let him live through you. If you claim that Jesus is in your heart and he's changed your life, don't just leave him in there. Let him out. If he's in you, let him live through you. Church, I am asking us today, if you know Jesus 
and you've given your heart and your life to him, let your actions please speak louder than your words. Be very cautious before you make that Facebook post. Be very cautious before you enter into that conversation. Be very cautious before you judge, before you throw a blanket opinion out there. Have a conversation with somebody. Listen, this is a time just to love people. This is a time where your actions can so quickly and so much faster. I mean, it's just warp speed, the opportunity we have for our actions to mean more than our words. People have been saying things for far too long. It's time that we as believers begin to do things and let our actions live life on purpose to make a difference in the lives who are around us. I want to pray for you today, right where you are. I want to pray that God would help us. This is a big responsibility we've been given, that our actions would truly speak louder than our words. And I need God to help me to do it, and I need God to help you to do it today. So I want to pray two things right where you are. Maybe you're watching, and maybe as you are watching today, you, you say, I don't even have a relationship with Jesus. Well, today's your lucky day. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you that, that today would be your moment to say yes to him. And then I want to pray for all of us that God would help us to do all the things that God has called us to do so that our actions would be stronger than words. Father, I love you. And I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you that you love us. And today, in the midst of everything, Jesus, we recognize more than anything we need you. And if there is any sin in our life today that separates us from you, Father, forgive us of that sin. We confess that we've missed it. We've gotten it wrong. We have, we have done things that have hindered a relationship with you. And today, we choose to put you first in our life. Please forgive us of that sin. We commit our life to you today. Thank you for loving me. And Father, for every single one of us, may our actions speak louder than our words. That maybe today in this moment, we walk different that we treat people differently, that we are a blessing to people, that we look beyond ourselves and we do what you've asked us to do. We live our life on purpose and we take action to be a blessing to people who are around us. Father, we love you and we honor you today. May you get all the credit. May you get all the glory, all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Cultivate Church Online. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today, please let us know at info at cultivatechurch.tv. We want to send some information to you this week that's going to be helpful in your faith journey. And if you're a part of Cultivate Church and you'd like to give, there's three simple ways on the screen that you can give. From the bottom of my heart as your pastor, thank you for being a generous church. We're making a difference together. I do want to remind you that we're still meeting in person at Alabaster at 9, 1015, at 1130. Columbiana 9 and 1015. We can't wait to see you soon.